Hi, I'm Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. And I'm Jazzy, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Holo Holo Podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. And I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin Anishinaabeg people. Welcome to our taste test episode where we sample something fresh from the pop culture buffet. And then we'll tell you what we think. On this episode of the taste test, Jesse finally gets to discuss Star Wars Andor, which was released in the fall of 2022. So it's still fresh. Kuya, what did it taste like? Mm, Love it, it, hate it, why? What's it? Yes, tell me, tell me, tell me. It tasted like smoke, Memphis style, dry rub ribs, grilled to the point of fall off the bone <laughs> perfection. And I just have to say, ooh, ooh. yes, yes, yes. These types of ribs <laughs> were, of course, just like Andor, tangy, gritty, and dark. There's a sweetness that these ribs, in terms of these Memphis-style dry rub, have. Mm -hmm. And that usually, that sweetness usually comes at the end. And I have to say the Mm -hmm. end of Star Wars and or were sweet in a lot of different ways. But I have to also say too, and which is why we're actually talking about it in Crime and Punishment Month, is that this is a very decidedly different type of Star Wars story. And oh, how so? Well, typically Star Wars stories borrow from samurai legends, mm-hmm. and people sometimes call it the wild, wild west in space. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it has these narratives of the wild, wild west and good versus evil themes. But Andor takes a really different approach with Tony Gilroy's show running. and his, Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I know that we'll t- I'll talk a little bit more in a packet, <laughs> But I just have to say, very different for Star Wars. It's very much a spy caper, spy thriller, ah. Star Wars story, which is, again, different as opposed to Good and Evil and The Rebellion. And mm-hmm. it is still those stories, but very much a spy thriller in a lot of ways. And a lots of intrigue, lots of suspense, lots of mystery and trying to figure out how does this fit in. And then when we finally figure out how it all fits in, it just explodes my mind and I just thought, wow. So just like a good set of dry rub Memphis style ribs, wow, it just blew my mouth, blew my mind. I want to hear more. I want to hear more. So was it worth these pop culture calories? Yeah, I would have to say so. The first three episodes had a really slow start, which may explain Mm -hmm. why these first three episodes were released simultaneously. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, As you follow the first arc, which pertains to a really daring heist that's made, you start to realize in the second arc that it's part of a larger picture with respect to the series. And again, there's a satisfying payoff to the patience required for the first three episodes. So it starts to make you wonder what's in store, and then it starts to accelerate really quickly. So just Mm -hmm. kind of like eating dry rub ribs, Memphis style, they're chewy at the beginning, but then once you get into it, mm, delicious, great meaty morsels in a lot of ways. (laughs) So definitely worth the pop culture calories is what I have to say. You just got to be patient as you're sinking your teeth into it. I just love that listeners, as Kuya's talking about this, like Mm. he's miming. Yeah, I'm totally miming it. (laughs) 
like, I'm almost like putting my hands up. I'm like, oh, I feel you. I want to eat the ribs with you too. Yeah, no. I think you are. I think you are. These imaginary ribs, <laughs> right? Imaginary As I'm ribs. eating them. Yeah, that's right. So what does it remind you of in the pop culture buffet? Yeah, when I think of Andor and how the Star Wars universe meets this gritty realism or grittiness, it reminds me of Blade Runner. But it also has the political intrigue of House of Cards. And I think that that's, yeah, it's like there's a lot of politics that there's a side story or a parallel arc with Mon Mothma, who eventually becomes the leader of the rebellion for anyone that follows the Star Wars canon. And Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like, whoa, like, again, lots of political intrigue. It also has the adventureness of the Mission Impossible series okay. and the tension of the Americans, the TV series on FX. You're describing like political thriller stuff. That's great. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of political thriller elements to all of this. And again, it has always been a political story, but yeah. it has been mostly fashioned over this idea of a wild, wild west in space, but they've made it a lot of cloak and dagger work and it's been fun uh, to watch. And so that's what it really reminds me on the pop culture buffet, right? That it's very much a cloak and dagger type of TV series. And again, very different, very different for Star Wars and yet fantastic at the same time. I want to hear more. What did you appreciate about it? Yeah, there were three things that I really appreciated about it. And I would say, you know, I would talk about it in terms of approach, tone, and integrity. Oh, and so. Okay. What I appreciated in terms of the approach is, again, it introduces this political thriller, spy thriller genre to Star Wars. And what I appreciate about this approach is is, is that now it creates a whole new universe of storylines that can be told in the Star Wars universe. And I think to myself... Oh, that mouse. So smart. You know, I'm so glad that you took up Star Wars. Yeah, that's right. You know, so kudos to the mouse on that. The other thing that I appreciate is the tone. I Uh really appreciated the gritty realism of what it's like to live in the empire in this kind of monotonous way. And it, how it shows how everyone is motivated by profit Mm -hmm. and that there are these really draconian policies And this extreme overreach of the empire or the state, especially around surveillance, like the state or the surveillance or the empire knows everything about what you're doing. And so that's really, really interesting to watch and see. I have a quick question for you. You really mentioned tone and you talk about greediness and you had said Blade Runner. Is like that the cinematic feel of it with that? Because when you keep on describing, like when you hear grittiness and, and with a political thriller and obviously right. the space, is it capturing really Blade Runner-esque, like, or 1984-type of vibes? Like, Yeah, especially in the second half yeah. when we are on the capital planet known as Coruscant. And we were first introduced to Coruscant in the prequel trilogy. Okay. And in... Star Wars Andor, you see it, but much more darker, much more rainier, Uh much more windier. And there's a much more focus on what I would call brutalistic architecture. It is funny kind of seeing all these elements come together. And when I saw them, I thought, wow, there was a lot more neon. It would remind me of Blade Runner altogether in terms of that. (laughs) And so that's what I thought, oh, interesting, because it is dark. Like if you were living under the shadows of the Empire, because recall Star Wars altogether, if it wasn't for the rebels or the rebellion or the Jedi, you know, we don't know what it's like to live as the everyday person and the everyday Mm -hmm. 
government service person lives in this monotonous world where at any moment, you know, the state could take you away and make you into a political prisoner of sorts. It's fascinating to watch. It's just fascinating to watch. And it's a different Star Wars story. And yet this kind of leads to my third point, the integrity, Mm -hmm. which is also something that I appreciated about this particular TV series, that despite Andor being, again, as I've said, decidedly different, it really remains true to being a Star Wars story and a story still about rebellion and a new hope and standing Mm -hmm. up for justice. But there's just a refreshing take on this 40-plus-year-old franchise slash universe. 40 years, yeah. Yeah, I know. And so it's a welcome injection. And now, again, as I said, allows the mouse to tell political (laughs) thriller stories in Star Wars. And I think how intriguing and how wonderful. And so it just makes me excited. It just makes me excited to kind of see what's going to happen in Andor season two. Well, Well, I mean, that just segues away. I mean, we just sample it again. Oh, I, I think I have to because... I'm sure there are a million and one things that I've missed in terms of Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Every time I go to the internet yeah. to kind of see what people are saying, people are like, did you notice this? This is hinting at that. Did you notice this in the, <laughs> the shop? This is actually a reference to this. And I'm like, oh my God, there's like so much throwbacks. And again, the integrity, right? Like mm-hmm. referencing itself. And I appreciate that. It just remains a consistent, cohesive franchise and world. And that's again, why I would need to sample it again, because I'm sure I miss things the first time around. Now, to whom would you recommend? Oh, of course, any Star Wars fan. <laughs> yeah. But I would say anyone in need of a good spy thriller you know, to watch. Like, yeah. this is riveting TV. You just have to remember that the first three episodes are a setup, but a necessary setup. Okay. And so once you get through the first three episodes, boom, it accelerates really quickly to the end, and you just want to see what happens next. So... You don't need to know the lore of Star Wars to watch this TV series. Okay. And in fact, I would almost say that if you haven't watched Star Wars, this is a good way to get into it, actually, and would start to make you curious about the franchise. And again, I think you can watch any of the franchise in any order that you want. And in fact, that's kind of what I think the original creator, George Lucas, wanted. Yeah. But certainly, this is for anyone that wants it, a spy thriller series to watch if you've been missing things like the americans or house of cards or whatever the case may be i'm gonna have to put that in my queue i think you heard Mm, it here for you first i yeah that sounds like a really from like some dry rib rubs as your Mm, analogy yes yes, you want to dig in and get into that meaty part of star wars andor folks tell us if you watch star wars andor we want to hear what you think email us at holoholopopculture at gmail.com the holoholo podcast is available wherever you get podcasts yes you can stream and listen to us ad nauseum we'd love it if you do <laughs> rate us leave a review and tell your friends about us you can find us on twitter our handles at holoholopop and we're on instagram at holoholopopculture finally we receive editorial feedback from mary beth badian our musical theme is by chelts ringen and we'll see all of you guys again real soon yeah, we need to go out for ribs. Mm, if we, yes. You and I are miming ribs in an episode. <laughs> I think we need to go out and eat them. Mm. After Lent. After Lent. Please. After Lent. <laughs> after Lent. <laughs>